Hello everyone and welcome back to the Black and White FPL podcast and ooh, it, it had a fun week last week, it, it, had a, it had a fun week, hands up, I'm not seeing many hands, I'm not seeing many hands, um, I think the only way to describe uh, game week 11 of the FPL 2023-24 season um, was nothing short of a cataclysmic shit show of a game week. Absolutely horrendous. Anything that could go, did go wrong. It was awful. It was terrible. Um, and luckily, luckily for most people, um, everyone seemed to have a shit week. Everyone seemed to. No one really seemed to have a good week, to be honest. So, honestly, a green arrow wasn't too hard to come by, but points definitely were. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I finished the game week on 29 points uh, total. I've ruled the transfer... Um, with my only three returns coming from Fabian Shaw and Anthony Gordon. Cheers, fellas. That was a that was a great moment. Um, I really thought Gordon would have uh, snagged a bonus or two. Um, maybe Shaw as well, because they both had excellent games. Arguably, they were two best players on the pitch, barring Joe Linton and Declan Rice. Um, however, they both got booked for um. Uh, apparently, just 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 talking to a ref, saying a Havertz should have got sent off because the ref was a fucking pussy and couldn't control the game. Uh, I will be talking about that match uh, later on uh, in the pod, by the way. And also Karen Matoma, who got himself a assist from an own goal. So yeah, that's that's what levels. Um, we got donuts from Flecken and Cash. Um, Simicast got himself one, and then five twos from Son, Salah, Watkins, Alvarez, and Holland. I'm sorry for yawning. Uh, Bench-wise, Fangoro didn't start Destiny Dodgy. He got minus four points. Um, I think that'd be the mo- I think that might be the most I've ever seen in one of my teams. I don't think I've ever seen a player in my team score less than that. I genuinely don't think I have. Uh, when it comes to a negative, I've obviously seen bigger. I've obviously seen bigger, bigger um, negative returns. Uh, you know. Think back to uh, the COVID season with um, Jan Bednarek against Manchester United, if you remember that one. Um, yeah, Gabriel also got two points. I was thinking about starting him, but no, no I switched to Shaw later on. Uh, but to top this game, we all off to just add salt in the wounds. I had Cole Palmer, I bench, who scored 12 points. So, um, yeah, I, I, to be fair, I don't think I was ever going to start Palmer. I really don't think I was. Um, I think the games that Matoma, Son, Salah, Gordon... Um, Watkins, Alvarez, Holland. I just backed them more, to be honest. I just backed them more, and I think I backed Gordon's. I'd say, like, you know, fixture-wise, Palmer and Gordon were pretty even, but I think in terms of form-wise, I was just backing Gordon more so. He's been um, he's been in amazing form, and he continued that on Saturday. So yeah, um, that call wasn't too bad, but yeah, I'm not too I'm not too bad to be honest about him. Um, I mean, I'm, I've got I'll, I'll reserve my right to be pissed off because I scored absolutely fuck all this week. Um, but the fact of the matter is, I don't think there was many situations where I was going to end up starting Palmer in the first place. So yeah, it's not something I'm going to beat myself up over. And uh, aye, so um, so yeah, in terms of rank, again, we kind of dodged a bullet again. Um, dropped to 105k from I think it was about 95k I was on uh, last week and yeah it's another red arrow but it's a small red again so yeah I've only dropped about 14k places in the last two weeks which isn't bad at all to be honest um, Palmer I think would have got me back inside of a top 50 I think he would have put me inside of a top 50k if I started him actually um, so yeah curiosity's killed the cat there <laughs> 
<laughs> just out of looking um and shit like that but yeah um yeah not a terrible week but not a not a, not a terrible week as far as it could have went you know i'm seeing fucking like you see it like fucking as from black box got 11 points how is that even possible how is that even possible literally a content creator this man's job is to make fantasy football content and he's got 11 points that is not a patch on as by the way i'm just saying that's how fucked this game week was like <laughs> honestly horrendous um yeah i do not remember a game week going this bad um and you know i've had my fair share of horrendous game weeks you know i've scored i've played my bench boost and scored less points than i would have if i didn't play the bench boost um i've lost mini leagues on the final day for for two of the last three seasons um i took a minus eight for two aston villa players when their game got called off like there's been some horrendous there's been some horror shows all right i I need to stop with this yawning like honestly i'm a sleepy sleepy boy um yeah i've seen some horror shows i don't think any come close to a collective shit show as much as this one to be quite honest so yeah, um, but you know we've came up with we've came up with the other end, not too burnt. So yeah, thank my gods, uh, we've came up all right. And we're still top of the mini league as well. So happy happy days. Um, let's get into some uh, let's get into some topics, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? And I think the first place we need to start off with is just how do you react after a game week like this? And four words for you: stay calm, don't panic. I think a lot of people. Me included, we're set up quite well for this game week. I think people were set up quite well for this game week, to be honest. Um, like, if I just go into this, um, if I just go into this and I look at, well, I mean, I'll try and try and remember who who my players were playing against. Um, like, you know, I had, you know, Cash against was it Luton? Would it play in Luton? Forest. Um, yeah, Cash and Watkins against Forest. Uh, Son against Chelsea, not a bad game at all. Uh, Salah versus Luton, you would have thought they would have won that. Haaland and Alvarez, I think, you know, we've got to, you've got to feel unlucky if you win both of them to score six goals and neither of them get returned, especially with Alvarez being on corners as well. Like, that's fucking brutal. And Haaland coming off at half time, absolutely vile, absolutely vile. Um, you know, Tua didn't end up getting returns. Shaw and Gordon as well. I mean, Shaw and Gordon were like blind faith punts for me at least. Um, but yes, yeah, Simicaster against Luton as well. Um, I think Flecken really had the only really te- bad game on on paper being West Ham. Um, and I guess you could argue Son versus Chelsea, but even then, that's not even that's not even too bad of a game. Like when you think about it, it's at home, ever top ever we're top of the league. Holy shit! The yawning's actually awful. I feel like I'm, I feel like I've got like insomnia or something like that. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What's it like? I've been, I see loads of videos of like um. Oh, is it narcolepsy? That's what it is. <laughs> narcolepsy. It's like it's when like people just like fall asleep. Uh, just in random play, just like whatever, and like it, it's obviously like it's obviously like pretty a pretty shit like situation to be in, but like when you see like animals, you have narcolepsy. It's just quite funny. It's quite cute. Just like seeing a dog just like fall over in the middle of like a fucking shopping shop <laughs> and just fall asleep. It's quite funny. That's how I'm feeling right now. Back to it. No, back to it. But yeah, like I'm saying, a lot of people went into this game week with their team set up quite nice and. Even going into next week, I don't think my team's looking all too bad. 
Currently, my team at the moment is Flecken in goal, which I need to get rid of. I need to get rid of Flecken and my, I, Flecken and Matt Turner need to fucking go, right? They need to fucking go. Um, and it's weird because saying I'm saying don't, I'm saying keep calm, don't panic, but. Um, I'm weighing up the wild card. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, but the injuries have sort of subsided now. But yeah, back the back four, the back three. I mean, looks absolutely quality. Gabriel vs Burnley, Cash vs Fulham, Shaw vs Bournemouth, and I've got Simicast vs Brentford there as well if I want to. Um, Matoma vs Sheffield United, Son vs Wolves, Gordon vs Bournemouth, Salah vs Brentford, who I'm leaning towards captain. Um, Holland and Alvarez vs Chelsea, and Watkins vs Fulham. That's a fucking great team. That's a fucking great team, right? Put it this way. Put it this way. You need to, like, you need to just take a step back. If you're thinking, like, oh, God, what have I done to deserve this fucking shit game, right? The way I'm saying it, like, if you scored over 50 points this week, you are genuinely shit at the game. Like, I'm not even bullshitting. You're bad at the fucking game, right? Let's just look. Let's just look at who scored points last week because I'm trying to just give people some perspective here. Like, you know, players like, you know, some players like Doku and, um, let me just, let me just pull it up real quick. So, round score. Some players like Doku, yeah, that's like fair and fair enough if you want to take a punt on him. Fernandez, even I could have went into this week with Fernandez, to be honest. Um, but you know, like some Newcastle defenders, Sam Johnston, uh, Palace defenders, um, you know, players like that, um, like the, the 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 people I'm looking at right now, who could have got like viable returns. I'm looking at Palace and Newcastle defence, Matoma, Foden, Anthony Gordon, Sam Johnston, uh, Bruno Fernandez, Cole Palmer, and maybe Doku with a stretch, because Doku would just be a massive punt. Like he's on four point six percent own. If you still own Nick Jackson at this point, what the fuck were you doing? Um... Yeah, like I was, I was almost thinking about, um, you know, like the if I did wildcard earlier, Palace defenders probably would have been my team. I probably could have had uh, Sam Johnson. If I didn't panic when I heard um, he was going to get dropped for Dean Henderson, if I didn't panic and do that, then that's still have him. But yeah, like you just got to take a step back and think, like, just you know, you look at some of these, you look at some of these players who have been returning. The chances you having these are like next to next to nothing. So, you know, the players that do have them, they probably aren't around your rank threshold and won't be where you're aiming to finish either by the end of the season. You know, you've probably got a better team than said 50-plus point scorers going into next week. It'll level out eventually. And, and yeah, you've just got to take it on the chin, to be honest. Um, If you have made any early transfers, I think it's a very foolish play. Like, if I'm just going to... I'm just going to double-check right now. Transfer out. Holland has over two hundred thirty-five thousand transfers out, and he's the only one inside the top six transfers out that have been um, that has been f- uh, cleared of his flag. He is not injured. He's not injured anymore. Um, Burn, Romero, Madison, Odegaard, Udoji all make up the top six, and they are all flagged. All flagged for one reason or another. Even Cash is in there as well, and he's fit. I think a lot of people are going to regret that. A lot of people are going to regret that, unless you're trying to free up some cash and maybe get, um, you know, Pau Torres in his place. I think a lot of people are going to regret selling him if it did go early. Um, 
so yeah perspective is a big thing when it comes to this week so just again keep it calm wait until wait until these pressers come out because information is going to be very very crucial because you know i i don't really want to keep flecking for any longer i mean like him being injured is almost a blessing in disguise for the fact that i can just finally get the fuck rid of him um because i cannot wait to sell him but just keep an eye on these pressers if you're still stuck with injuries in the like you know in the twilight zone almost like you know you just don't know what's going to happen with them just wait until you hear some news on them closer to the date information i think will be very important this week i always do value it over a price rise unless i'm completely certain this player is like immune from getting injured in the lead up to it so yeah just hang about hang about and obviously like keep notifications on i i always do this like if you are wanting to chase price rises fpl alerts i think is the account on twitter put notifications on for them because they will notify you every single time i think about like an hour before um the price rises drops happen at a night time i think they will they alert you on the chance of someone um rising or dropping in price they are very very good for that so yeah um get them followed get them followed <sighs> I... <laughs> let's move on though a uh, couple of players that came back on the menu at the moment Matt being brown and bomo and everett yes uh so with these two i've not owned Eze this season but i have owned Mbomo. And uh, I thought he was a bit of a fraud. Uh, I did think he was a bit of a fraud. However, I think a lot of people were thinking the same thing. I don't think many people were expecting his points to be as sustainable. And uh, he had a very, very good game. He had a very good game, uh, to be honest. Louis was going against West Ham. He probably could have came up with more than um, an assist. But, I mean, if you've held, then fucking you are absolutely laughing, to be honest. Because that is... Um, because they had Chelsea, Burnley games, absolutely smashed it. And, you know, whilst he does have um, some rough fixtures coming up, you've got to keep your eye on him for game week 14 when Luton comes up. Um, he's got Luton, Brighton, Sheffield United, Villa in his next four. However, uh, the issue being game week 18, he blanks. He does blank. So, unless you have a way out or you want to bench him, because he is very viable to bench, I think... When it comes to game week 18, a lot of people are going to be looking towards that now, thinking, how am I going to navigate this? How am I going to navigate this? I think best way to do it is probably just free bench, free, just bench free players, to be honest. Um, and um, just make just make sure that your team is strong enough, but you also just, just kind of have them players that are blanking. You can bring them forward for the, for the next week coming up because someone like Mbomo you know you're coming out a run of Wolves Palace and Forest straight after it's a good little run coming out of it um you know whilst there is a big gap in between um 20 and 21 you're still coming into that run it's the same with the City players I think you're not going to want to get rid of them in term when when it comes to game week 18 you're not going to want to get rid, to be honest, with Everton and Sheffield on the horizon. You're not going to want to do that. Um, and then with Burnley after uh, the Newcastle game in 21, again, you're not going to want to get rid when you've got... And even then, Luton and Palace before. That blank game week is going to is gonna cause some slip-ups, but 
if you plan it correctly, like you could do with Mbomo and the City players, you'll come out with your own laughing with not much, not many issues in your squad. That's just my two cents on that. But back on Mbomo, that is obviously something that you're going to need to think of if you do want to bring him in and hold him for that long um, around game week 14. Because you probably will want to, you'll want to have him for the Luton game, you'll want him for the Sheffield United game, and then you'll probably want him afterwards as well. One of those games, because Brentford aren't a terrible team, they're not a terrible team by any means. I just think defensively a bit of a weak this season, um, and that's came down to uh, your injury in the back line. And you know, I think Flecken's just a bit dodgy, and he, he's just not a, he's just not an amazing keeper. God, why did I get rid of Sam Johnston? Oh, fucking hell, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think he's a good option. I think he's a good option. Like I think we've seen the fall off from him, and he all, he does present himself as a bit of a explosive asset. We've seen his little fall off. Now he looks to be back, and yeah, happy days. And when it comes to Eze, however, different flow in it. It's a different flow. So. Let me just pull that up real quick. Uh, Palace. Yeah, so Eze is undoubtedly back. He is here. Um, very popular option at the start of the season, but is now down to 6.1 million, so extremely, extremely affordable. Um, got himself an assist in the uh, 30 minutes that he played. Uh, but he's not had many returns at all this season. Comes into a decent little four, decent little block of four, though. Uh, with Everton, Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth. If you want to take a punt for those weeks, I wouldn't say no. However, it's the issue of coming off or just holding on your bench and just letting them rot away for a little bit because you've then got Liverpool, City, Brighton as home, I think always is just... That, like, the motorway derby is, like... I think it's the most, like... It's just always a cagey affair. You know, it's always, like... It's always very fiery, very physical. I can't really recall a high-scoring game between those two correct me if I'm wrong but I really don't so that game I think depending on your team I think you're just looking to bench to be honest uh, unless you probably actually to be fair you're probably forced into starting him uh, because that's a blank as well so yeah um, Chelsea and Brentford winnable games I'd say like Chelsea on my day I think it's a winnable game and then Brentford um, same goes and then it's a while until they get back into some re- a really good run of fixtures. So like after that Bournemouth game, it just gets a bit peak, to be honest. I think, like I say, like if you're wanting to get him in for that little block of that, those three games, mainly the Everton, Luton and Bournemouth game, which are all three winnable games, even even West Ham, to be honest, um, if, they can keep, if they can keep Bowen and Kudus quiet. You know, I don't think he's a bad show. I don't think it is at all, because he's very explosive, I don't think he's tucked of a talisman role as as good as other people like say it is. Because he is their talisman, but I just don't think he is like he's not the talisman, if you get what I'm trying to say. Like him being the big fish, I, I think he, he obviously enjoys it, but I just don't think he's acclimatized to it just yet. I just don't think he's got the minerals, all of it, just yet. So um yeah, still think he's a great player, don't worry, but I do think he needs someone else around him to facilitate him doing better. I get he's got Elise, but I'm I'm on about like just a nine. Like if, if Palace can get in a good striker in winter, I'd be I'd be really excited to see what he can do. Then if he can get in a good number nine, like 
yeah, serious, serious. Going for that Gurassi. Yeah, going for that Gurassi. I mean, I think Newcastle should have gone for him, to be honest. I think he's like, I think, if, if, you, if you don't know who I'm on about now, uh, this Gurassi fella from Stuttgart, I think I think he's players that. Um, he scored about, like, he scored like 15 goals in his first, like, nine games. So, something daft like that. He's on fucking smoke. And he's got about, I think, a 17 million release clause. So, uh, yeah. Was that Jimenez fella who was off in Feyenoord? He was like popping off at the minute. He's going, he's going mental. Uh, yeah, but hey, back, back onto the topic. Yeah, like, like I say, like if if Palace can get themselves a good number nine, like fuck it all off, fuck are you off? Because they're just so, for just for definition of like bang average in it, below average if that, you know what I mean? Just not very good. Just not very good. Get someone in in the winter. And give Eze and Elise someone to feed balls into and someone to play off, and give them the attacking high high intensity free flowing football that those two want to play at. So yeah, if I had to pick one at the minute, they've both got their down. They've both got their downsides. However, I do think <sighs> because I mean, like if you if you're looking at like buying now, it's obviously Eze. If you're looking at buying in fourteen. It's Mbomo. I think if you had to ask us, gun to my head, who outscores each other in their like respective blocks of four? So Eze being twelve to fifteen, and Mbomo being fourteen to eighteen. Gun to my head, I'd probably back Eze. I'd just I'd back Eze. I'd back Eze. That's who I'd buy. That's who I'd buy. Um, I'd say not like yeah. I probably shouldn't have said who outscores who. Gun to my head if I had to buy one, I'm gonna say Eze. I just think it's a more fun pick. I just think it's a more fun pick, to be honest. <laughs> um but no, both are fine picks, to be honest. And yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Um if anyone's got a question of will I be buying any, I do not I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. It depends on a wild card, I think. Uh but let's have a look now. At uh, some players you might need to be replacing. Uh, so yeah, if you're still start with Sven Botman in your team, which I know probably a few people are, um, you're probably gonna have to probably has to go, blood probably has to go. Um, and you know, with 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 you know, with good reason, you're probably held on to to, um, to Sven Botman because you know he had um you know he had he had like a bit of a time he had a time frame on his. Um, on his return, which I think was meant to be, it was only meant to be like a couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure, but he's took, you know, he's took setback after setback, and it's look worse than it is. And you know, it's pr- pretty annoying to be honest, because he would have had free clean sheets. You would have had free clean sheets from him um, in the time frame if you started him, uh, plus any bonus or any other returns and all that. And yeah, obviously, just coming off the back of a 12 pointer against Sheffield United, you would have preferred to keep him. So yeah, if you still stuck with him. Or seven point nine percent of you, you probably need to get rid. And now that also goes for Dan Byrne, who was a lot of people's um, second choice of um, cheap Newcastle defenders. Who were like, oh, Botman's out. We'll go and get, we'll go and get the other lanky bastard in the team, shall we? Um, and yeah, also all of Destiny Dodgy owners are going to be um, wanting to uh, do bad things to themselves after he got himself sent off uh, at the on Monday. Uh, in the in the four one defeat, same with Romero as well. Goes for him. He's seventeen percent owned. I didn't. Wow, I didn't realize he was that high owned. Um, but yeah, you dodgy. Um, he's out till the twenty six. So he's out. Yeah, he's out till the um. He's out till the Villa game. 
or it may be it may be a two game ban. I'm not too sure. Was it a straight line? Um, I think it's just a one game ban. Yeah, it should be. So yeah, he's out as well. So who do you buy now? Who do you buy in now then? Um, obviously, if you're with one of the Newcastle defenders and you do want to stick, Shaw is still a fine option. Shaw is still a fine option. Um, I was at the match, and you know I've seen Shaw play so many times, so many times, and one of his is one of his, you know, massively, overwhelmingly big strengths that not many not many centre halves can say is his ping and his diagonal balls, his long passing is absolutely immaculate. He really knows how to ping a ball. He really knows how to ping a ball. And he's one of the most underrated ball-playing centre-halves in the league. Such a good ping on him. Just loops it. Uh, he's excellent. He's excellent. Um, and, you know, plus that with his goal-scoring ability. You know, he gets in He gets in good positions when he wants to. There'll be about, about three points in a game where Shaw will just bomb forward. And get himself in a decent position where he can make something happen or just just test someone a little bit. You know, he does get himself in those positions. So, you know, on the off chance that he does get in them, he's obviously a great fantasy asset. You've also then got Jamal Lascelles, who I'd think if I was buying new, Lascelles would be the one that I'd pick over Shaw just because of the money. Um, he's four million at the moment. He's an absolute no-brainer. I might honestly go for him, to be honest, and then just double down on Newcastle defence. Um... You know, chances are like if I would, chances are I'd bench him again, which is quite annoying. But just to have him is a good shout if I want to free up some dough. So so yeah, no, I do like I do really at at the minute. He's a very very good he's a very good defender. He's really back to his best. He's playing great, um, and he should be in the team for the foreseeable future now at least, and at least now as well. How trusts him that not only can he give him the armband, he obviously trusts him, the fact that he's still the club captain, but um, he can trust him to come in and still do a, a fantastic job at centre-half. In terms of uh, other players as well, Pau Torres and Simicas, obviously two names on my lips, if you didn't get on Simicas uh, when um, Robertson got injured, I think now is a great time to get him in. Saving 0.3, I think it is 0.2 only actually at the minute. Uh, yeah, you're saving 0.2 on Simicast at the minute if you sell your dodgy now and buy Simicast new. Um, with Pau Torres as well, again, uh, playing for a great team, good run, uh, decent little run of games coming up, yeah. And then are just solid defensively, good back line on him, good keeper behind him as well. So, yeah, he's decent. Gabriel, I still think presents himself as a good option as a like, literally a like for like replacement, being the same price. Uh, probably the best games coming up as well in a shorter space of time. You know, good, good block of four coming up here. Um, Villa and Brighton, not terrible, and then Liverpool as well. But then again, coming up another great block of four from game week nineteen. Uh, a great long term pick for that one as well. If you're looking for some shorter term ones. In that essence, uh, let me just have a look. I mean, Brighton defence, I don't think it's too bad of an option to hop back on either at the minute. Stupinan looks like he's back ready to play. So, yeah, for the next two, he's got Sheffield and Forrest and then a couple of games later, Brentford, Burnley, uh, Palace in there as well. 
Chelsea, you know, again, like, Chelsea is such a weird ground for me at the moment. I really just can't tell if they're good or not. I really can't tell, but um, hey, when their fixtures start to pick up, best believe I'm going to be looking at Reese James. Best believe, baby. Um, and then, you know, fingers crossed, Cole Palmer's still in the team. Uh, yeah, Crystal Palace, again, just a really good defensive side at the minute. Most clean sheets in the league. Um, Mitchell and Gahey, probably my two picks for that one. I think people are glossing over Mitchell a lot. Did get the goal at the weekend. Um did get the goal at the weekend he did. Uh but there's not gonna be much to split them to, especially not with especially from Anderson's price as well. I think he's like what, five point one or something at the moment. Uh I'm I think he's about five point one. He's five point one. I wouldn't be spending that. I wouldn't be spending that. Nah 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 nah. Nah 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 nah. Not in a million years. Not in a million years. Um yeah, even like someone like Maguire, if you wanted to, if you wanted to um, just free up a bit of dough. Like I said in the last week, I think Maguire's fighting to hold for his price. So, uh, yeah, and then finally West Ham, because the fixtures are good. I don't think they're amazing defensively as a unit. However, if you want to get someone like Kufal for the Forest, Burnley and Palace games, be my guest. And then he's got Fulham and Wolves coming out of it as well. So, yeah, not horrendous, not horrendous at all. And yeah, if you've got if you've got you dodgy, if you've got burn, there's plenty of roots out of it. So yeah, just experiment a little bit, man. Pick up some new players. Um before we get on to captaincy and transfers, I need to talk about the elephant in the room being um Newcastle United versus Arsenal at the weekend. Now, it's not often that I'll go in depth on a Newcastle game uh, anymore on this on this pod, but I feel that I just need to after um what we what we witnessed on Saturday and sort of the down and sort of the um the fallout from it all. Um so yeah, Mikel Arteta has made himself the pantomime dickhead uh, in the eyes of Newcastle fans because after that game he couldn't take his team losing. He couldn't take his team putting a shit performance and he came out in the pressers and acted like an entitled, spoiled little child he was being an absolute bitch in that fucking presser i've lost a lot of respect for him i really have um because like i said for them reasons that he's acted like he's acted like a spoiled little fucking kid it's genuinely embarrassing to be honest what he was saying in that presser like i don't think anything was just was warranted in the way that he presented himself it's like it's like a fucking. It's like it, it's like a Karen at a restaurant. You know what I mean. Your frustrations are valid. Like if you're, if if you're if you're a fucking forty year old woman who's pissed off that she's been waiting for her food, like you know what I mean. Your reasons to be angry are valid, but it's the way you go about it, which nine times out of ten is going to be extremely extremely invalid because you're going to come off like an absolute cunt, and I'm not going to want to serve you anymore. Um, it's the same with Arteta. I you're going to be pissed off that your team has been. Um, hard done by by a refereeing decision. However, the way you've went on about it makes you sound like an absolute fucking baby. Like no one, no one wants to listen to you anymore. Shut up! It's so unbelievably immature and entitled to the point where they released a club statement condemning the refereeing decisions and backing what Arteta was saying. If we're gonna encourage that, that's a bad, bad step in the wrong direction. Like, that's not good. 
that's not good. If we're going to encourage managers going into oppressors, acting like children for decisions that are literally inconclusive. This has been said, it's inconclusive. The only thing that's conclusive was the ball being in play. The ball was in play. There's been images released. Like, as much as you, if you believe being sports or not, right? Believe being sports. I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose to believe it because obviously I am. Obviously I'm going to choose to believe it. And from the angle that I was watching that, even at my at my seat, I've got a really good view of that violin. I thought it was. I thought it looked in from from a um, from a, from an eye from the eye. And you know, normally I'm like quite. Um, normally I'm quite like pessimistic when it comes to this stuff. Like people will be crying over like someone getting a foul or not getting a foul. I'll just, I'll just like I'll just calm and be like, no, I got the ball there, you know, he did. Um, but you know, to not even for him to not even you know get challenged or. Pressed on the Havertz challenge, when you could argue like up towards our goal, the refs were more playing their side. Apart from you know we had the Bruno inc- we had the Bruno incident like that's that's a thing, but you know we had they had they were time wasting to fuck by the way. David Rea probably could have been booked the odd couple of times for time wasting. Kai Havertz, after reconsidering, I think he should have been sent off. I think he should have been sent off. What PG what PGMOL said about that tackle was that it was reckless but not dangerous. Not dangerous, my fucking ass. Could have took the bloke's leg off. Are you mental? Are you mental? Literally an inch, literally an inch to the left, millimeters even, millimeters. He just he turns his leg into a fine dust. Like he's not walking. He's not walking out of that long stuff. Yeah, it was an extremely dangerous tackle. Extremely dangerous for um you know position of the leading leg. And everything like that, I I view that as dangerous. I view that as dangerous. And if if dangerous tackle, if dangerous tackle and a threat to someone's safety is like you it and a threat to someone's like, you know, health, literally you know what I mean? If it poses a big threat to the, to to an injury, that to me screams a dangerous tackle. And that that posed a big threat. If it did connect. And, you know, the fact that three Newcastle players got booked in that in that skirmish for dissent, which is fucking outrageous, by the way, fucking outrageous. Like we're just trying to protect, we're just trying to protect a player. You know, I doubt any of them. You know, a lot of them are smart enough to not give fucking any amount of like you know derogatory or swear at the ref consistently to get booked. Like I, that ref had no control of the game at all. He was an he was an actual pussy, and that's why. He gave out three bookings at that point. He lost his head. He lost his head. Um, and then when our goal was given, when the entire Arsenal team was swarming him and crowding around him, not one booking given out. Where's the where's the consistency there, pal? You want if these want to be consistent with with a foul or an offside or the ball going out a player a handball or whatever the fuck they want to call it for. Um, now you know they want to be consistency. Where's the consistency for the fucking crowd around the ref and descent? The, I can imagine fucking they would have with swear words and all. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think the one conclusion we need to come to is this: the ref was an absolute was an absolute clown. He was a he was a pussy. He couldn't control the game. He didn't have the mindset or the tools in his in his skill set to control that game. You know, he let it get he let it get very physical, but was not prepared to ref it in a physical way. That's the way I saw it. That's the way I saw it. Um, and then just one more thing on Arteta, you know, for him to say that um, his team uh, 
came out to get a win or something along those lines. Um, it's actually embarrassing that he didn't talk about his team not being good enough. I genuinely don't think that Arsenal played well at all, to be honest. Um, I get that the game was extremely tight in a sense of the scoreline and you know if that goal doesn't go in, it probably does end nil-nil. Um, if you're asking me, however, I do think we continue to push and potentially nick it later on. So, that's just my two cents of it, but I thought Arsenal was shit. I thought Arsenal was shit. I thought, apart from Gabriel Saliba and Rice, I thought everyone was fucking garbage. Saka did nothing. Martinelli, he's in, he's still in HMP Livermento. He's done, he did absolutely nothing when he came on. Absolutely nothing. Um... Oh, on Livermento, actually, if you do want to buy him this week, I genuinely wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say no to buying Livermento. Um, yeah, Livermento came on and pocketed him. He had an absolutely excellent game. And Ketia can't lead a line by himself if he's not playing against the bottom three fucking Premier League team. Um, Vieira came on. He got absolutely bullied. He got he got bopped about. I great great idea that. Oh, yeah, let's bring on one of our weaker players in one of the most physical games we'll play our season. Class as in Shenko came on, didn't know. Uh, ben White, I thought was really bad to be honest. Raya looked shaky again, like you should have claimed a cross for the goal. I just thought you I just thought it were bad. Jorginho's not got the legs on him. Like Joe Linton bodied their midfield. I even think he bodied Rice for most of the game, to be honest. Um yeah, they just did, they just couldn't hack it. They couldn't hack it. Um, physicality wise, I think we outran them. Wanted it more. Call it all cliche, but we literally did. We literally outperformed them in terms of just, just in terms of pure fight and aggression, and and just winning everything. That was that was all it was. And to me, that hard work warranted enough for a deserving win. I think we put everything. We left everything out on the table there, and you know if your team does that, you know. Puts everything out there, you know, makes it a physical game, puts up to everything, and comes away with a with a tight win. You're gonna say it's deserved. You're gonna say it's deserved. So, I in conclusion, Arteta's a bitch, um, and fuck Premier League refs. <laughs> I uh, let's finish it off though, boys. Uh, captaincy and transfers for a week. Ugh. I felt in like a nap after this. I was fucking yawning. Uh, yeah, Salah is currently my captain. At the moment, uh, yeah, he's playing Brentford at home. Anfield, I think it's just a no-brainer to be honest. Um, Holland is there as well. Don't mind it. Uh, he's just still him, Bruno Fernandez. Good luck if you do. Good luck if you do. Um, Transfers-wise, Udoji's probably going to go and debatably flecking as well. Uh, it would both free up cash if I went with. It would probably be Ariola and Gold just to free the dough up. And then um, you dodgy probably go for Lascelles again to free the money up. Um, if not, it's Ari- if not Ariola, could honestly be we go back to Johnston because Ariola would come in on a wild card anyways. So I would get that money back from Fleck and slash Johnston anyways in lead up to a wild card and have myself a better goalkeeper before our wild card. If that makes sense, if that makes sense, uh, it makes sense to me in my head. But yeah, you dodgy's probably have to go as well. Like Livermento, I wouldn't mind getting in. I wouldn't mind getting in. Uh, it would mean if I did want to start double 
defence against Bournemouth, which I think I would. I think I would. Um, I'd probably... Oh, I really don't know who I'd bench to. I really don't know who I'd bench because Villa are like prime barter at home. Burnley are absolute powered up off at a minute. They are shit. Uh, like that's a guaranteed clean sheet for Arsenal, surely. And I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Gabriel scores. I wouldn't shock. It wouldn't shock us if he scores in that game because they are terrible from clean sheets. Alder Keel is a terrible centre back. <laughs> I know the kid's young, but fuck me, he's bad uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah, I think, so, I mean, it'll probably have to be reduced to the bench. Honestly, a bench boost this week, if I had, if, if Turner was starting, a bench boost wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to it again. If I won, God, oh, I love having depth in teams, it's class. Uh, but yeah, you're dodging Fleck and going out, would free up a nice bit of cash for us and then I can just... Go from there, see what happens. And uh, yeah, lead up the wild card, hopefully soon. Like, I, I really don't know when I'm going to play it. I really don't know when I'm going to play it. I'm just in a good spot right now. Team's looking good. Um, structure, all of that. It's looking grand. We're looking fine, boys. So yeah, 105k at the minute. I can hope and pray that I only get back in that top 100k going in next week so yeah and hopefully it's not as bad as a week as um um as as it did um as it did last week so yeah uh thank you very much for listening everyone uh if you would like to follow us on twitter that would be at black white fpl and at alfie underscore clock 12 oh, i'm so yoy. oh my god oh. If someone like to send us two quid for a monster as well that'd be fucking amazing to keep us awake oh my life i don't know why I'm so sleepy. Ah, I had me eight hours last night, man. Fuck. Uh, I'm just getting tired of these shit scores, man. That's all. Uh, <laughs> um, also, if you would like to, um, again, completely up to you guys. Uh, I have been doing a, a bit more writing as well for Hive Magazine. Uh, links are all in my social uh, descriptions to their page. And um, yeah, I've got an interview coming out soon with uh, James Marriott. Don't know if you know who he is, a YouTuber, but also singer-songwriter. He's got his new album coming out uh, on the 10th of um, 10th of December. December? November, sorry. Uh, yeah, he's got a coming out with a lovely chat. He was a lovely bloke. So yeah, um, if you want to do read that, read about his uh, influences, uh, the new album, things like that, playing festivals uh, in the summer. Uh, this year, yeah, go, go feel free to go and check that out. And a couple more reviews as well. You know, I've reviewed um, some of Quadeca's stuff. Uh, I recently reviewed um, the new Baby Queen album that's coming out as well. Um, and you know, just just all that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, go and give it go and give it a read if you found, if you're uh, in the uh, in the uh, music and all that. So yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, my name's been Alfie Clark, and this has been the Black and White FPL podcast. Ta-ra for now. <laughs>